it didn't feel like a, a Rocky montage, which I liked. It felt like more real to me. That's because you didn't have the 80s butt rock anthem <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matson Heiner. Better red than dead. Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. This is our trial series where we discuss the facts of a movie, pass judgment, and let you, the listener, know our verdict. Today, we're discussing the movie Warrior. Warrior was released in 2011. It was directed by Gavin O'Connor. Written by Gavin O'Connor and Anthony Tambakis. It starred Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton, and Nick Nolte as the Conlon brothers and their dad. It also starred Jennifer Morrison and Frank Grillo. This movie is about the youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer who returns home, where he's trained by his father for competition in a mixed martial arts tournament, a path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother. All right. So what's everyone's initial thoughts? I feel like we should have an official order to this because this happens every time. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay i edited it down no one actually it's, knows it's hard because we can't see each other but i think we should let javier ortiz the individual who introduced me to this movie a while back start us off sounds good this is this is one of my favorite movies of all time i love this movie this is like the fifth time i've watched it which doesn't sound like a lot actually so i should probably those are rookie numbers i gotta pump those numbers up incredible movie i love it worth watching worth watching a hundred times Javier, I think the you need to fill the audience in and kind of your backstory, though, of why maybe this movie resonates with you more. Oh, yeah. So I am a competitive boxer. I don't do mixed martial arts or MMA. I did a little bit of jujitsu before, but like I'm in the martial arts world and I, um, you know, I train with mixed martial artists and things like that. I love watching UFC. Um, so I'm kind of in that world already. So that might that might add to why I think it's such a good movie. I'll go next. Matt's in here. Uh, so like I kind of alluded to, Javier is the one that actually introduced me to this movie over a year ago. Uh, so this is my, I think it's my third time watching it. I watched it last week and I wanted to watch it again. And I started to, this movie just tugs at my heartstrings. I'm not someone that gets very emotional during movies. It's not that I don't want to. I just, I don't. But this movie towards the end, I just feel the weight of what's happening to both of these brothers and the dad and what's culminating. And it's it's not the fastest paced movie in the world, but the acting of this movie and the weight that this scenario carries between the brothers and the alcohol and the estranged family and what happened, it's just portrayed so well. And there's some pretty sweet action towards the end of the movie from a fighting perspective that I totally dig. I'll go next. This is Ian Knight. Um, have seen this movie a couple times as well. Um, let's see, it came out in what 2011, I believe. So over the course of the years, seen it a handful of times, and watching it again just reminded me how much I enjoy this movie. It, the acting, the 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 different scenes, and seeing kind of like Matson alluded to the the emotional storyline that's built up. Not to mention, I can't think of many boxing fighting type movies where at the end I'm rooting for both uh, individuals in the fight. So it's kind of, I don't know, makes you feel a lot of different things and kind of gives you a lot to think about as far as these two brothers' stories. But I'm really curious to hear what JJ thought because he was the only one who hadn't already seen this movie. Yeah, I hadn't. This is my first time watching this movie. I've seen, I have to admit, I've seen bits and pieces. Like I saw, I've seen the part in the the last fight where uh, Tom Hardy's character 
Tommy gets his shoulder separated, whatever it is that happens to his shoulder. But I've seen that part and then the ensuing fight piece after that. And then I quit watching because it just, I'm not very interested. I wasn't interested in it. So I, I'd never watched this movie. So it was. That's the end of the movie. Well, well, no, like I just. First of all, it's it's a fighting thing for me. Like I'm not the fights guy. Like I, all my friends call used to call me and be like, "Hey, we're watching the fights. You want to come watch them?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." That it's never been my scene. I think it's cool that Javier does it. Like I want to go watch Javier fight because he's my friend. Aww. That's different. I I would never just go. I'm gonna put on TV and watch MMA or boxing. It just isn't. I just have never gotten into it ever. And so it wasn't the movie based on that. It doesn't interest me. So I I've seen it and I'm like, Oh, somebody's beating the shit out of somebody out. And I love Tom Hardy. So I was like, I'll watch it for a second. And then I just was like, okay, I'm done. And I'll move on to something different. So I'd never watched it. And I'm not going to lie. I'm the odd man out on this one. I didn't love this movie. That enrages me. There it is. is. (laughs) I mean, I I know the feeling Javier. I've been in your shoes a couple of weeks ago. But I anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but and I'll tell you why. So I'll give you a couple of things. The reasons why. First of all, I this movie to me felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be. To me, it wasn't a fight movie. Okay, JJ. I think we need to take these one by one because I feel like we should have a chance to rebuttal each point. <laughs> Javier feels very passionate about this movie. <laughs> I do, and I won't be able. I won't be able to keep my mouth shut for your whole like explanation. So let's just take it point by point. It's hilarious. I love that the rules change because it's Javier's movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, Javier, when when this happens with you, you just overtalk everyone, <laughs> and I respect it, sir. Because you guys don't set ground rules for me. That's why I'm doing this. I'm setting some ground rules. That's <laughs> all right. So this movie doesn't know what it is. Is it a fight movie? Is it a family movie? Because it never leans into either one of them fully. It's all over the place to me. And there's so many things that I'm... Or is it a war movie? Is it a soldier movie? Like, there's just so many things that didn't need to be there that didn't add value to me for this movie. Like, I didn't need him to be a disgraced soldier. That didn't add anything to me, for me, at all. This whole movie could have just been about two strange brothers reconnecting through their passion of fighting and then their hardships that they've endured separate based on their alcoholic father. And if that had been the case, if I wasn't trying to figure out, is this because their mom left? Is it because he left the, the, the Marines, but then saved a bunch of people's lives? Like, I like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, this is too much for me to try to feel emotionally attached to. So I wasn't attached to any of it. That's my first big issue with this movie. So I really like that aspect of the movie that the characters are so complex because they came from an abusive background and then they react to that background completely differently, even though they came, they're brothers and they came from the same situation. So you have like Tom Hardy's character or Tommy who like was the younger brother who ran away from home with his mom, had to bury his mom, join the military, but he's, he's like this loose cannon. Right. And I feel like that whole military background shows that he is a loose cannon, but he still tries to have some semblance of like morality as far as like saving people's lives and like having that moral high ground. Whereas on the other side, uh, Brendan, he like settled down with the family and everything, but he also can't like adapt to that life because he wants to fight. And that's how he like deals with 
his background. So I really like that aspect because it adds some complexity to the characters rather than, you know, you have two meatheads that just want to pound it out. See, and I like everything that you said. The part that really bothered me about all of it was the desertion storyline. Why did he have to desert? Couldn't he just be a soldier? He saved some lives and then he changed his name because he didn't want to be remembered for that piece of it. Because it was that extra piece of here's the MPs waiting to arrest him, which caused me an issue because the instant they got there, they wouldn't have let him fight. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way they let him finish that fight. They're arresting his ass. They're throwing him in jail. And and Edgerton's character wins by default because they're not going to let him fight so to me that took away from the story i'm okay with everything that you said in fact the most interesting part of this movie to me was the dynamic of the two brothers and nick nolte because my favorite part of this movie was nick nolte the story i could have done without all the fight scenes if i'm being completely honest now they added they're cool right it's fun to watch it's interesting but I didn't need it. The storyline that interests me with these two brothers coming back together with their dad and the differences between the two, I just didn't need the extra stuff of, you know, the one guy's trying to losing his house. The other guy is, you know, he's deserted the Marines and now he's in trouble. I just, those extra pieces were just too much for me. Now I'm not saying they ruined the movie for me. I'm just saying they were too much for me to get too emotionally attached because I was like, it's just too much for me to pay attention to. That baseline that you explained a minute ago would have been all I needed for me to like this movie more than I did in that regard. And that's so funny. I would have thought you would have liked that extra kind of explanation of characters and getting an insight behind their motivation and like who they are rather than just be a fight movie, which we have plenty of those. This one took the time to build the characters and build the fighters out for you. They did, but they just added one too many elements for me on each side. I mean, I I can see what JJ's saying. Like, the more he talks about it, if you removed some of Tommy Conlin's, Tom Hardy's, like, military story a little bit, but then they just laid in more to he the relationship with his dad and his brother, and he came back from the military and we didn't know some of those things, it wouldn't change my opinion about this movie in any any bit. Would it make me like it even more? Probably not, but... I can see what he's saying there, but I, I probably disagree with you, JJ, where I really did like uh, Brendan Conlin's backstory with the family. That made a lot of sense to me because he was a school teacher. He was short on money. He needed a way to provide. And what did he fall back on? Like Javier said, what he was good at fighting and that that story, especially when they had the kids and wanting to support their teacher, he got suspended. I really liked that story. I really felt that that developed a lot for me, but I really liked Tommy Conlon's side of things where if they kept it even a little bit more mysterious, because that's kind of his not talking, just be bullish, be quiet, but get it done. Um, I like that mystery about him um, where maybe they could have gone a little bit less on the army side, but definitely love the teacher side of it for sure. I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right, JJ. I, I would agree with the weird idea that MPs are letting him finish the fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Like that seems a little off. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, of the two, I'm, I'm more okay with the financial hardship part of it. I just don't think it was necessary for his character. I kind of the way Javier explained it as this is a teacher that couldn't let go of his fight past. And then found his way back into it would have been more interesting to me because now he's he's doing okay. In fact, to me, it would be more intriguing for this man to be struggling with his life because it's not what he wants to be doing 100 percent. 
And so he has to battle with that whole relationship with his wife and his kids wanting to go back to his passion, even though he's doing well. The fact that the dire straits came in, he was forced to go back into it. I think to me, it would have been more emotionally interesting to have him make that choice. That's not to say that I wouldn't have been more okay with that storyline or not. It's just, to me, the big one was the military part. The, uh, I didn't like that he was a deserter. I thought it didn't add anything for me. Well, I felt like there was a second point that you had, maybe a third. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's your second point? Yeah, and this one goes to where, like, other than the fact that it's a fight movie, which I know is a passion of Javier's, like, I am amazed that you like this movie because it's a fucking slog. This movie is so slow and it drags so much for a fight movie. When I look at this and go, this is this is a movie that's the center of it is two fighters. I go, God, this thing moves slow. There's so much exposition and so much talking. I think I would have liked it more if it hadn't been about fighting. If it, Like I said, if it had just been about this family dynamic and how everything's dog shit right now and they got to fix it. And because I would have understand why it was so slow. But to me, this movie, was it drug on. To that point, I'm curious, Javier, what you're going to say to this, because you've developed a pattern on here where you hate slow movies, but I know you love this movie. Yeah, it doesn't feel slow to me. And it, it might feel slow if it was different actors. But like Joel uh, Edgerton and Tom Hardy are great actors. Like I like them in most stuff that they're in. So I don't think I mind watching the parts where they're not fighting and they're just kind of developing those characters. But I think you are hella rewarded for those fight scenes. Like that sparring scene between Mad Dog Grimes and Tommy Collin, like right in the beginning where he just just flattens him out oh i still like get so amped when i watch them like fuck yeah freaking mohawk man uh, i i think for me how it worked is actually to javier's point that that mad dog grimes when tommy conlon lays him out the anticipation of knowing once you find out there's going to be this sparta fight and understanding what that is and they show you who cobra is the guy that has like the death stare from that from hell um and then they build up this this and beautiful eyes those baby blues oh dude was he wearing were they like cgi they're crazy nope those are his eyes he's a wrestler he's a wwf wrestler freaking crazy and so just knowing that that massive uh, tournament's gonna happen and the anticipation of hey what's what's tommy gonna do oh brendan's like this up and coming underdog and they build these backstories and you find out about these other fighters it works for me because i'm excited about the end so it pulls me along and to what javier said as well the acting of this movie is i mean we haven't talked about nick nolte i'm sure we'll get into it but just the big three nick nolte tom hardy and joel edgerton it just it worked for me yeah me too i really like that trio Oh, I'll tell you right now, Nick Nolte was the heart and soul of this movie to me. Like, I, I love Nick Nolte. I've always enjoyed him. But this movie, the the scene in the hotel when he's lost his, Ugh, when dude. he's drank, when he's drunk again. Okay, let me. Oh, for, you godless son of a bitch. Yeah, like, seriously, like, I felt so bad for this man that has gone almost three years or close to being over three years of sobriety. That is a feat that to be applauded. And then one exchange, you know, or a series of exchanges with his sons just shitting on him and he loses all that. And then he's trying so hard to get back to the thing that helped him that, you know, the Moby Dick story and these books that he was listening to. I hate that book. <laughs> 
I do too. But the fact that that was his anchor, that was the thing that kept him. I got that from the beginning of the movie. That was what he'd listened to when he was struggling. When he wanted to drink, that's what he did. Now he's drunk off his ass and he's listening to it, trying to get back to being sober. Ripped my heart right out of my chest. And he played it so well. So well. That scene was epic. I liked actually the, the scene before when they're in the casino and uh, Tommy Conley throws the quarters on him. And I, I love that when that scene happens, the quarters actually, they're still on him. There's like one in his his collar, a couple in his shoulders, and that, that scene still plays out. And then he finally moves and they drop off. It Like the awkward tension and the emotion from both of them and that scene, it just it's so believable to me. The 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 heartache that they paint between the father and the brothers. Yeah, the acting is out of this world. All the th- the three mains are just out of this world. Good. I want to know what our silent participant. Yeah, Ian. Ian Johnson, baby. <laughs> Ian Anderson, not Ian Johnson, <laughs> has to say. Ian Johnson is the silent participant. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I I haven't said much because I agree with all the things that you guys have been talking about. The acting was excellent. I even think a lot of the side characters brought some great acting into it as well. Oh yeah. They're not overly like they don't steal the show, but they'd be they're they are exactly what they need to be to add to the story. Um whether it be the wife or the principal or Frank the um his coach. I think all those three main ones stick out in my mind. Kind of just add a little bit more to the the um that awesome trio that you guys talked about. I actually really like Frank um, as a character, his coach, the way he coaches and during the fights, when he's yelling at the ref, when, um, when he gets hit after Josh, yeah, I gets <laughs> do your job, Josh. And I'm like, what a great coach. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious. I want to know Javier from your experience kind of being in the boxing world and then looking at these fight scenes, did they do a good job? Like in your opinion with having the eye and like knowing what to look for in those kind of situations, I know I enjoyed them, but I don't like live in that world. So I was kind of curious to hear your impressions. There, so obviously it was like way over dramatic when they're like tossing people around. I'm like, what is this WWE? Like this would, <laughs> this would never happen in a cage. Um, so it was definitely like dramatic, but they were still doing like jujitsu moves. And yeah. Things like that. Yeah, the submissions were pretty technical. Yeah, those, I thought they did a great job. The stand-up striking, I didn't necessarily love because there was a lot of just blows to the face that any experienced like MMA fighter or boxer would move your fucking head, right? Like, <laughs> um, but the other thing is Frank was constantly giving Brendan or Joel Egerton's uh, character the advice of angle out. And he does that like twice in all the fights that you see him in. Like he never angles out. And that just drives me insane. I'm like, he's fighting guys who are, who are easily like 50 pounds bigger than him. And he's just standing in front of him, exchanging blows with him. I'm like, as a smaller guy, you would never do that. Uh, but other than those things, I thought it was awesome. The fight scenes are great. Speaking of being a smaller guy, like Tom Hardy, he just looks like a beast the entire movie. Dude, he walks like an ape. Like insane. Yeah. His back muscle. Holy cow. Like the man looks like a bear. His traps. Unbelievable. He's huge. Yeah. I think buzzsaw. I think they describe him as a buzzsaw. And that's exactly what I would use to describe him is like a fighter in some of these scenes is he just goes and it's, oh man, if you're in front, you're getting cut. Yeah. Like, and I actually like, 
while we're talking about the two brothers, I really liked the different ways that they fought and how they set it up um, for the final fight scene. Because like you were saying, Tom Hardy's character is like a buzzle. Like he gets in there and he's ending fights in like 10 seconds, uh, several times, right? He's just pounding his way through people. And then Brendan, he can't finish a fight in <laughs> in the first four rounds to save his life. He just takes a beating the entire time, just waiting for the right moment uh, to like finish something. And I really like that contrast at the end when they fight each other to see like who would win out, the guy who can take a beating or the guy who can deliver a beating. I was really intrigued by I guess I intrigues the wrong word. There was a couple of moments and I'm glad that Ian asked you Javier, cause I was going to, if he hadn't, there was a couple of moments like with Koba who was played by Kurt angle, who is actually a, an Olympic wrestler. He's an Olympic gold medaler medalist for the U S and then he was a WWE wrestler for years and years. I don't know what he's doing now, but he looked great. Like he lost a ton of weight from the WWE. So it took me a second to realize who he was. Um, but like he, lays they show some tv clips where he lays guys out like crazy then tom hardy just beats the living shit out of most of the people he fights but then i was laughing because brendan just takes a beating from both of them shots that other guys were just getting crushed by and i'm like can someone and i don't know again this is more kind of leaning towards javier with your experience but i realize that some people can take a hit better than others but those kind of savage like there were two uppercuts that Koba landed on Brendan in two different rounds that I looked and went, does anybody stay standing? Like his head snapped back so hard that I was like, I thought his head was going to come off of his body for a second. And I, and I realized they need the over the top fight scenes for movies like these. It's just like Rocky, right? Or any boxing movie almost it, it they take shots that they just don't take most of the time in real life, at least not in that volume. But I was so shocked that I was like, so why did Brendan be able to stand up? and take this beating when everybody else, I mean, they were talking about the fact that Tom, Tommy would have gone to jail for the second beating that he threw down. <laughs> a crime on the, scene, baby. Yeah, it is a crime scene. So I, it, that one just, I was sitting there going, wow, that seems like he would be on his ass. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I think that's what I mean by like, it gets a little dramatic sometimes, right? Cause I don't think you would ever see a fight like that. Cause like I said, Brendan is a small guy compared to Koba and uh, Tom Hardy in these movies. He is not the same size as these guys. So you would just never see that matchup. But I mean, I feel like we're getting into the territory of, of we could say that about tournament. Like, I mean, Rambo tournament, all that stuff where it's like half of the stuff we look at is not realistic in movies. Like yeah. I look past those things and I just ask myself, was I entertained knowing yeah, this isn't probably a true-to-form UFC fight. We're not going to see someone 50 pounds heavier fight someone that's that small. It's okay to me. And it it was just, it was fun. But the, the emotional weight behind it, and as Javier talked about, the two brothers at the end of the contrasting styles, I think it, it was a, a fun way to play it out and also a very emotional way. But I also think it's believable enough to not make me scrutinize it. Right. Like yeah. it is believable enough that there is a guy out there who has just a stone jaw that cannot be dropped regardless of how big the guy is, because those guys exist. Right. So it's just believable enough for me to believe that, you know, it could happen. That's fair. And I, I think that was I was just more curious because I know I've been in fights like not professional fights. I was with like normal like kid fights in high school. And then later on, there's one as an adult and I've taken a punch. Dude, I see that's, I have admiration for like you, Javier, for 
being able to box. Like I, people are like, you should box. I'm like, no, I've taken a punch. I'm out. It, it hurts a lot. And then the, like the weird, like what the hell just happened feeling. <laughs> Cause for a second, I don't care how cool you are. You don't know what the hell you're, where you're at. You don't know what just happened. It's an odd feeling. I don't like it. And I would never want to do it for sport. So I, I have huge admiration for people to get in there and get their face punched in. It's crazy. Um, can I just say though that I hate Tommy? Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like him from start to finish. Like I love Tom Hardy, and he played him very well because I literally look at this movie and I go, I fucking hate this man. Like from start, and I don't even even at the end when his shoulders all busted up, I'm yelling at him, going, "Look, you fucker, just quit because you're being stupid now," which makes me like you even less. Like go the fuck away. I hate you. <laughs> I hate his character. <laughs> hate him he's a prick was not expecting that hate him see and i'm the opposite i really like tommy's character and i don't know if it's because i see people in him like i feel like i know people who are just going through life like taking a beating and not i don't know like punishing themselves and they shouldn't be and it's may it's not the right way to go about life but yet they still are and i feel like Tommy reminds me of people in my life that I've seen. And that's why I think I like his character, not because of who he actually is, but because I feel like there's people that I can mold into a Tommy type person. Um, And to kind of go through his story of where he's, I mean, so let's see, Brendan was 16 when they were trying to leave with his mom. So Tommy had to be what, like maybe 14 or younger. So just this kid who's been crapped on, who's gone through this abusive alcoholic father who buried his mom, then went into the Marines and just like piss and vinegar. His best friend dies. Yeah, like best friend gets killed by friendly fire. Like this guy has nothing that he's like looking forward to in life. And because of that, he's become this like just unstoppable, like runs on hate, runs on piss and vinegar kind of type person. And so I really like how he played that. And I feel like there's people I can see that fit him. So that's why I really liked him. And I, what I, what I thought was interesting about his character was you got glimpses of like the immature fourteen year old boy all the time. Yeah, right. It's like a really immature character. Like when him and Brendan were on the beach, and he's like, "Come on, we're brothers." He's like, "Oh, did you serve in the corps?" He's like, "No, I didn't serve in the corps." He's like, "Oh, well, then you're not you're no brother of mine because my brother served in the corps." It's like, yeah. really? Come on, dude. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Such a prick. <laughs> And I, I think that's like kind of to Ian's point, like I, I would be okay if he was only punishing himself, but he lashes out like a two-year-old at everyone that's trying to help him in the situation that he's in, right? And I get that he's, you know, he's got a shitty life, he's had a rough life, and he's come out of it kind of on top if he hadn't deserted, which I also understand why he did that to a degree. But I, it's one of those things where I'm like, like when he shits on his dad in the casino, well-acted scene, beautiful scene. And then the man's hammered off his gourd. And then he lays with him in the bed and is all, you know, protective of him and soft. And I'm like, yeah, if you hadn't been a fucking douchebag, the man would still be sober and you could have had a normal human moment instead of having to hold your freaking shit ripped dad who just lost a thousand days of sobriety because you're an asshole. I I was just so mad. Yeah, but doesn't that, I don't think any of these characters are normal people though. They're all broken characters. They're all broken people. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I think you you're asking for a normal response from a dude, Tommy, who alludes to the fact that he's a drug addict. He's an alcoholic, maybe. 
uh you know he he's deserted his platoon like he did not come out on top the other thing you have to throw in you got to throw in there is he was he was a wonder kid where his dad trained him from like I, we don't know how young but obviously we do know five that's yeah five well thank you for watching the movie five times <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other thing where I, I i don't think we give that enough weight where we there are literal stories in real life of fathers doing the same thing to their sons and it it leads their sons to drugs and alcohol, and it skews away the, their maturity and their self belief. And I think that's kind of the underlying Tony with Tommy and Nick Nolte, the dad's character, is that contention. And it was just a. It, I love the scene in the diner because you felt the relationship when he asked him to train him. And then I, I wish I could talk like Nick Nolte. And he, he brings up the pills. He's like, I heard he gave him and Tom Hardy gave him two of them. He's like, I heard like one more. You sound like a goddamn rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he gives him everything. I can't remember if it was before or after that, but the part where Nick Nolte, you can see like when the, like the dad comes out, like the angry alcoholic, like trainer where he's, what does he say? He's like, well, don't like, don't come crying to me like you came to me like you do it my way kind of thing. I don't remember his exact words, but you could feel like if I was raised by someone like that, I would have been afraid of him, insecure of him, but also defiant now that it had come back. And I kind of understood the way Tom Hardy was being a dick back to him because it sure seemed like his dad was a dick for a very long time. Sure. Yeah. How do you how do you treat that person normally? who abused you for 14 years and your mom in front of you. I think that guy deserves to be treated like a dick. Well, and I think to Javier's point, there's a, anytime he refers to his dad, he talks about his relationship with his dad being more about, Oh, that's an old vet. Like that's somebody from the core that that's why I have a relationship with this person. Not because there's any blood relationship at all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why he doesn't like his dad and why he has a problem with his dad. But at the same time, I look at it and I go, you came to him to ask him to help for help. And he helped you in more ways than one. Not only has he helped train you, but he got you off drugs. He helped you move forward with alcohol probably because he's not going to let him do that shit as being training. So, and he's done it without, you know, any kind of recompense other than he gets to spend time with his son. Because again, they had a shitty relationship he was very hard on him but he also got to spend all the time they talk about brendan stayed with his dad to continue to be abused by this alcoholic man because he wanted the time that he got that tommy got now granted i'm not saying it was a perfect time i'm just saying even brendan who's lived with him his whole life and is afraid that won't even let his kids around him in his moment of being a shitbag to his dad was not nearly as shitbaggy as Tommy. And I was like, I just don't fucking like you at all. I just don't like him. Tommy's an asshole. And I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. And I, I mean, I liked Brendan to a point, but I also didn't, I didn't appreciate the way Brendan, like it, it, I get that there are things that we don't see. And I, you know, I've, I've had friends that specifically I have one friend whose father was, pure blood is worst alcoholic I've ever seen in my life. And it was, it's one of those things where I watch and I go, I know at least from that experience of watching this friend, how shitty that probably was, um, or at least could have been. So I understand like not wanting him in his life. And I, even with Brendan, you have a thousand days of sobriety. The man's doing everything that he can. Like, it's just a personal thing for me that I just go, there has to be some semblance of someone giving a person like this a chance because that's how we end up with 
former alcoholics that are committing suicide and things like that. And I'm not saying that they deserve 100% trust, but at least, you know, after a thousand days, three years, that's a long time to be sober for any former addictive person to anything. So there's got to be a point where you start to let them in and not just shit on them all the time. And so both sides bothered me. Just Tommy was the worst because when he said to him, he's like, and you realize that both of your sons don't want you around or need nothing from you. Have no use for you. That's what it was. Have no use for you. Like hard that that sentence. I was like, oh, you're a fucking dick bag. Everything he just did for you and you don't have any use for him. You'd be running around on your own if it weren't for him right now. Can we can we just give kudos to Tom Hardy, though, because I think you hate Tommy Conlon so much because Tom Hardy acted that so freaking well. Crushed it. Oh, of course. Yeah, I said that earlier. I was like, he played the shit out of it because I fucking hate him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I think, I don't think that someone can abuse a kid for 16 years and then come back sober and be like, hey, I'm trying now. You know, I think, I think Tommy made some good points where he's like, I needed this guy when I was a kid and I don't need you anymore. So, yeah, good for you for being sober and good for you for trying to fix the rest of your life. But you destroyed your relationship with your family and there's no going back from there. So you're going to have to figure out a way to live your life and cope with your mistakes because it's not up to everyone else to make sure you don't stick a shotgun in your mouth because you abuse someone for 16 years. See, and I don't know if I would go that far, but I because my understanding <laughs> was like that it wasn't as the 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 turnaround it was more recent than not because he has that exchange with brendan where he's talking about his thousand days um and he talks about how he has a granddaughter who's like three and another one that he's never met or something like that and brendan says well why is that pop like why is that and so it made it to me it made the the turnaround seem like it was much more recent yeah he did something to brendan's family within the last three years. Yeah. And so, and so my understanding was since that, that event, they hadn't really talked like he had his two forms of communication, non-negotiable. And Brendan was surprised to see him there. So I think that we're coming in at a point and where he's just barely beginning to try and make that connection with his family again. And we're still seeing the fallout from years and years and years of what's happened. So I think both, Javier and JJ are right. Like the, you, yeah, he's done some irreparable damage to his family, but at the same time, I don't think we've gotten enough time with this family to see where it can go to a more positive aspect. If that makes sense. Wow. Marriage counselor, family therapist, uh, Ian, Ian Anderson over here, new career, bringing it together. I love it. And to be honest, if they'd have taken the fighting out of this and added more context to this whole story, I would have liked this movie better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you say that one more time jj i'm gonna reach through this microphone and slap you in the face javier's gonna fight you. i feel like i'm i feel like i'm talking to javier and jj <laughs> i'm just saying i didn't need the fights for it to be a good movie for me because that dynamic those three people on screen were so dynamic as actors that the characters like i said i hated one of them i felt for the other and i 100 looked at the other one as someone that victimized everyone in his life for years and years and years and is now the victim to the to an exponential level and so that to me was so intriguing that i was actually distracted by the fights because i'm like i want to see more of these three (laughs) 
I do agree with you. I feel like the fighting was a backdrop for the story rather than like the vehicle that or they used it as a vehicle to tell a story rather than it being an actual fight movie. I agree. Like they didn't lean into it as hard as you that. Which I thought was very cool. No, I'm not saying it wasn't cool. I'm saying like it wasn't a Rocky. Like it wasn't, this is a boxing movie. This was a movie about a family and they used MMA as a backdrop to tell the story. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I'm not saying it's anything wrong. I'm just saying that's what it was. This movie, it would have been that, like a Rocky movie, but we didn't have the montage scene, which I was okay with. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there was yeah, a montage. We had like two montages. Did we? We had the scene of him running, running up a hill. Oh, well, that, okay. We had the Brendan, mon- yeah, I don't know. It didn't, it wasn't. It was like a Brendan Tommy montage. It didn't feel like a, a Rocky montage, which I liked. It felt like more real to me. That's because you didn't have the 80s butt rock anthem <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we talked a lot about this movie. Are we ready to raid or we have some more things we want to talk about? I'm ready. Oh my goodness. Are we done? That was the fastest one ever. Dude, we're 40 minutes in. Holy crap. I thought we were just, we were still getting started. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's raid. This is how it feels for the rest of us, Javier, because we usually like the movies we talk about. <laughs> yeah, dude, the town was the longest one. I was like, holy shit, are we done with this yet? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So we ready to rate? I'll get this sucker started. I would give this movie a two and a half. Um, and it's 100% because of the acting. Um, it just, like you said, it felt disjointed to me. Okay. I felt like there was. Matson, I gave the town a two and a half, and you freaking lost your shit. So let JJ have it. I, I haven't. I'm, I'm going to let him finish talking. Let, no, let him have it. You didn't. You interrupted me. <laughs> I want some equality here. God damn it. You're, you're doing it for me. I was going to say, you have successfully tried to put me in my place, Javier. I give you kudos. But I still give this movie a two and a half. Because it felt disjointed to me, I felt like there was too much going on that wasn't necessary, that took away from the actual good parts of this movie. That being the storyline of the brothers and the dad and their families and the fighting, which I did enjoy. I just would have enjoyed it without it too so those two things weren't the main focus they did too much i think that distracted me so two and a half but the acting was phenomenal all right let me go let me go matt's in here all right i'm gonna pull up a previous rating from jj that is gonna make this you gave bloodshot a 2.5 you're giving the warrior a 2.5 you're putting this on par with bloodshot i would what? Oh. Yep. <laughs> you disgust me as a person. <laughs> Welcome to the club, bud. Your Welcome soul. To the club. Your soul is an insult to me. Dude, you said you'd watch White House Down oh, before you watched Javier, the town. Don't, Javier, don't go into the ring with him. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I have so much more ammunition for this fight than you do. It's one movie. Oh, <laughs> can we, wait, can we bring in can we bring in our family therapist, Ian Johnson? <laughs> Ian Anderson. <laughs> help mediate <laughs> johnson is definitely not a family therapist <laughs> johnson i see as a buzzsaw no there you go just letting our audience know it's actually ian anderson just just so we're clear on that but matt's in here again just i'll go quickly oh we don't need to be clear. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke <laughs> i prefer i prefer it unclear matt's in here just quickly i'm gonna give this movie a solid solid oh man mm. i'm gonna do it i'm going 4.5 um, why is it a 4.5? I, I think it's some of the similar points. Did you points just Jay- gag? I did. Wow. You <laughs> godless son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, Matson. 
four and a half. I'm a I'm a I'm a fighter fan, so I enjoyed that fact of I'm a I'm a massive Tom Hardy fan. Um, he he acted incredibly well. This was really an introduction for me to Nick Nolte, and I was extremely impressed by how he brought the troubled father to the table. And then I'm I haven't really seen Joel, uh, who played Brendan in any other movie except this one. It just worked, and the emotional weight that I felt at the end of this movie wanting both of them to succeed, wanting this family to be whole. Uh, to me, I'm not someone, again, that gets emotional d- during movies. This movie takes me there, which is a few select movies that can do that for me. So for that alone, I have to give it a 4.5 because not very many movies do that for me. Oh, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Javier. Oh, okay, guys, I'm doing it. I'm giving my first five. This is a five movie for me. <laughs> so excited. Oh, and... You know what the best line is? Oh, I would watch this whole movie for the line when uh, Brendan has Koba in that little like knee bar and Frank is like, break it, break it, you break it. I'm like, oh, yeah, freaking snap his leg. (laughs) Oh, guys, I need to go watch this right now again. It's on Hulu. Do you guys know that? It's been on Hulu this whole time. It's where I watched it. Oh, YouTube TV. Anyway, I'm giving it a five. Uh, amazing acting, awesome fight scenes. I just get real amped and I don't want to be like a fat ass anymore when I watch it. So it's inspiring, you know, to go do something. So you'd clearly watch this again. I would as well. JJ, are you watching this again? No. Oh my Man. gosh. Damn. I want to freaking kill myself listening to you. If we weren't in a quarantine, <sighs> these two would throw down. We might. No, I threw up in my mouth a little bit when you said five. So. <laughs> Oh, I threw up on my mouth when you said 2.5, and it's the same as a blood shot. <laughs> All right, let's bring it home. This is funny because Javier is Javier. This is how we feel like all the time. I just, I just want. Well, it's, it's not true. You guys like shitty movies like The Town. <laughs> no, nope, it's definitely not like that. And 1917, cheesed guys. Nobody liked that movie. Come on, I didn't like that movie. That's not a reference. What? No, Ian was like, "This is a great movie." I liked it. Yeah. See. I wouldn't watch it again, but... Okay, just Ian. I like the visuals of the movie. I didn't like the movie itself. We're not reviewing 1917 again. I'm already bored. <laughs> All right, well, be quiet so I can rate this movie. Yeah. You'll like it. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, for me, I've after I finished watching this movie, I went back to watch it again just so that I could get some better notes because I got too involved in the story and the actors and just the overall fun that is warrior so i'm gonna have to give it a 4.5 as well yeah boy. Uh, really enjoyed it yeah i i really like warrior um something that didn't get mentioned that i think deserved a mention is the music there's a couple of times especially in the final fight scene where the music just like gets me i i it i think they played that really well with what they put in there and how they tied it all together it just it's a fun movie if would definitely rewatch um, all the above. So, yeah. Just want to put some context to what just happened there. Of We've rated a lot of movies, a couple of them we haven't all rated together. This is our second highest, uh, sorry, third highest movie we've ever rated. A Quiet Place, John Wick, and now Warrior. Yes, that's what, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Great movies. <sighs> The town would have been there if Javier didn't screw it up. Yeah, the town would have been there freaking 2.5. The town never would have been there. The town deserves no spot in the top three. Unless it's the top three in the trash can. And then for sure, I'd be the first to advocate that. And then it would have company with this movie. What? 
since we haven't gotten the mention in yet, um, I can't wait for Jurassic Park to come up so that it can be uh, one of the top three towards the trash can. I don't know if we can do Jurassic Park because <laughs> I would take that personally. I was going to say, I've already decided that I don't think we can ever do Jurassic Park because just I would have to be devil's advocate just to get Javier fired up. And then we may not be friends anymore after. <laughs> I don't know if I could finish a podcast with you guys shitting on Jurassic Park. Like it is a part of me. If you insult Jurassic Park, you insult me. So wow. thanks, Ian. I thought we were actually gonna make it through this cast <laughs> without talking about Jurassic Park. <laughs> I just want the audience to know I thought about saying it earlier. So I'm just glad uh Ian Johnson brought it up. I literally looked at the clock and went 45 minutes without talking about Jurassic Park. I think that's a record. That's a record in my life. Probably is. I bring it up once an hour, just to my <laughs> wife. I love it. So you know what else we need to bring up? Where they can find us. Ian, I think it's your turn to tell yeah. us. All right, then. Well, you can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher. Are we on Amazon Podcasts? Are we we are, and we're on Google Podcasts as well. we're on Google Podcasts as well. So you can find us there where all these good podcasts are at. Then... For social media at What's Our Verdict Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. And then finally, if you have any requests, which we absolutely love because we've already done one, which was the town, as you can tell, because we keep bringing it back up. Sorry. You can email us at posts at what's our verdict.com. Which we've got another request, right? Like a horror movie. Oh, we do from Frank. Yeah. He, oh, that's right, he, Frank. he recommended two, actually, that I'm probably going to be really scared to watch guys i don't know how i'm going to do this in quarantine uh because i'm terrified of scary movies and um like my wife is smaller than me so if anyone's going to protect our household from demons it should be me and i can't do it like i'm not equipped to handle that so i'm alone in my house after watching a horror movie i i'm i'm worried about this i don't know dude your wife's pretty badass i would trust her no she is yeah, no, 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 she is. Don't get me wrong. But if it comes between saving me or saving our baby, I think she would pick the baby. As she should. <laughs> yeah, and then what happens to me? Well, I don't know. I'm already stressed out about this. You're just going to be screaming and grunting in the corner like you do with all your movies, which is hilarious to see. I, I probably won't be able to watch it. I'll probably do what I did on Quiet Place and like look up trivia on this movie as it's playing. <laughs> Dude, that's what he did the whole time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So two things. We have a couple of uh, more five-star reviews on iTunes that I wanted to shout out these guys. So hey, we had Drew1981801. What's up, Drew? He gave us a five-star. Said he we gave entertaining commentary, great analysis, keep them coming. Then we also had the Rabid Panda. Whoa, that's a great name. Which I love that name, by the way. <laughs> uh, said makes you feel like one of the guys group dynamic fun uh, the movies they cover are great and you get different opinions from each member of the group so they love it so we appreciate those ratings please as you listen go give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts uh, give us ratings on Stitcher also uh, give us a follow on Spotify we would love to to be part of that and then yeah recommendations requests we love to see them too so it's been fun we appreciate all the interaction with you guys and we'll have some fun movies coming up and uh, I would say, guys, that's the verdict. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Bye.